Welcome to the Urban Action Showcase uh, and Expo, and we are here with uh, some talented uh, stunt people and actors uh, for the Behind the Action panel. Uh, I got Evelyn Vaccaro, Kenny Wong, Ricky Barksdale, David Chen, and Jose Manuel. Thank you guys all for uh, coming by to chat with us. Um, this uh, show celebrates uh, action and martial arts uh, in the um, in the uh, film and uh, TV community. So. Uh, you guys bring that action to life for us. Uh, do me a favor, though. Uh, give everybody an introduction uh, of yourselves. Ladies first. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Evelyn. Uh, let's see. Is this one? Okay, let's do this one. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Evelyn Vaccaro, and I work as a stunt performer. Is that the intro? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Kenny Wong, and I'm also a stunt performer. I'm Ricky Barnstow. I'm a stunt performer as well. I'm David Shane, and... I'm a stunt performer as well. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jose, and I'm a filmmaker actor. Awesome. And uh, what uh, again? What we what we do here is uh, we talk about um, celebrating uh, the work that you guys do. Ricky, I know you posted recently that not long ago you were out there, uh, and and today you're on a panel. Um, you guys, talk to me about uh, for all of the other Ricky Barksales that are that are in the audience <laughs> today. Um, what do you think uh, it takes to uh, be a stunt person? What is it that uh, you need to do to get involved with this industry? And then after that, why? Why would you do this? Um, long story short, um, when I got out of the military, I actually started modeling so my kids could see dad was handsome at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so um, fast forward, I ran, in, uh, ran into a buddy of mine, asked me about acting, started off doing background work, and then um, a friend of mine that I trained with in Kyokushin Karate asked me if I wanted to be part of a fight scene. I said, yeah, sure, no problem. Um, and the rest is history. What it takes, a lot of patience, tolerance for pain. Because, <laughs> you know, it's, it's gonna happen, and you know, be an open book. Yeah. You know, don't be a know-it-all. Take time, have fun, and absorb everything that you, that you learn. Cool. Guys, I, I want everybody to give their input, so. I'm gonna back up Ricky on this. Ricky's a little shy. <laughs> Ricky also, you and I, we work together also on an indie film called Mortal Kombat The Chosen One, and we did stunt work on that together. Stunt acting together. Um, as far as what you were saying, what it take, um, like Ricky said, you have, you have to have patience, dedication. Uh, you got to know what you're capable of doing as a stunt performer. You know, don't say you can do car hits and you can't do car hits. You know, or, or ball and you can't do steriball. You got if you know if you have a skill, you know, work on that skill, learn a new skill, and uh, okay, how's that? Uh, well, my background is a little different. I'm, uh, I'm kind of like a shy guy, and uh, I, I, I approach all of this like on my own, pretty much. And eventually, I met some good people that actually took a note, and they said, "Yeah, you know, you, you, you could fit in this group, so come over." And uh, I was glad that I did. You know, I met some of these guys, have shared some moments with them, and uh, I feel just grateful that I'm here, and that I can also, you know, speak uh, from my own experience, also. And uh, in my case. You know, um, I just took the camera, started doing my own thing, and then next thing you know, little by little, you know, you get somewhere. 
And uh, when you actually understand how to replicate what you did before and how to make it work better next time, and you feel more confident, you just keep doing it. So it's been like that for me. Kenny, how about you? Um, I'm just gonna reiterate what these guys just said, but definitely emphasize the tolerance for pain. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, anybody can do a fall or, or, or any hard hit once, but when you work in the industry and they make you do multiple takes, that's where it really matters. Not doing a great job of selling the uh, profession. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was very fortunate to have been um, brought into the business by legendary Jerry Hewitt. I'm very grateful to him. And uh, I always continue to listen to what he's told me. And, and it's, he always said it's all about love. And that's who I am. And that's why I think we connected so well. I think that when you enter this field of, of, of film and television, whether it's acting or stunts, it does require a lot of patience. And you never want to present yourself to be someone that you're not. You can't go in there thinking, oh, this is easy. Sometimes we do run down the street, but there's other times when we do fire burns or a car head. I did one. It's not, <laughs> I'm glad I did it. I'm done, one and done. Um, but you know, it does take a lot of training, a lot of training, and um, and and like you said, patience, and just being a good person. I think that a lot of times in this business, people forget that people spend 16 hours a day with others on set. And the real thing is, most of these stunt coordinators, they want to hang out with their friends. Of course, their friends have to be skilled. They're not going to just hey, come along and have fun. But it's about being a good person and being someone that people want to be around as well as doing a good job. That'll get your foot in the door, but then you have to bring it. And so that's what I try to do myself. And I know I'm sitting here with some pretty big deals right here. <laughs> I don't know how I got myself here, but <laughs> thank you. No, 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 but you are a big deal here. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna go back to you. So uh, who um, was it that influenced you uh, first to even try stunts? Uh, you, you all talked about a little bit of pain. Nobody likes that. <laughs> so what, what was it that, that you saw, or who was it that inspired you to, to, uh, to say, you know what, uh, um, I don't mind a little pain. I don't mind rolling in fire or whatever, and, and decided to, uh, or, or spurred that decision to pursue the stunt life. I've actually been working in film and television since I was 19 years old. I worked as a commercial actress, and most of the jobs that I did were high-acting action, whether it was snowboarding, wakeboarding, horseback riding, diving, swimming. I'm a strong swimmer. Uh, so it was a natural progression for me to get into stunts, and ever since I was a kid, I was always a little on the wild side. We always had a rope swing. We were always hanging on the back of buses on our rollerblades. We were always skitching on the streets, you know, on behind cars that didn't even know we were there in the snow. So I always had that side of mine, um, and of course my brother is a professional boxer, so a lot of that, you know, got that that influence. Um, but I'd say that I just really, I really enjoy action. I really enjoy um, helping the actresses, and I think that if anybody influenced me, um, it would have been my mom because my mom was the one that taught me all my first outdoor adventures. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> that's very cool. Um. I actually got into stunts by accident. Um, I never knew stunts was an actual job. Uh, I come from a background of doing martial arts and gymnastics, so I, I, in between all the training, I had friends that I trained with that we 
we saw a lot of movies and we were so into Jet Li, Jackie Chan, all that stuff. And we were playing around and I would get my uncle's uh, high eight camera and we'd shoot these little amateur videos together. But I think at one point during uh, gymnastics training, one of my uh, friends was like, do, do you want to do stunts? And I was like, I don't even know what that is. What is it? <laughs> and she goes like, well, there's a guy, his name is Roberto Lopez. He's looking for some Asian stunt guys to do this uh, feature. And I was like, okay. And he's worked with Sammo Hung. And I heard of Sammo and I was like, oh, cool. So she gave me his contact number. I called him and I pestered him. I was like, hey, you know, I was like, this person says you want someone to do crazy stuff. And, you know, he's like, yeah, just come in and audition. And I auditioned for him and he made me do all these crazy things. And next thing I knew, like, he hired me for the job. and. I just ended up working in stunts since then, and it's been actually really fun. And Bruno, and another uh, partner of his who just recently passed away, Marcos, were my influences in the industry. And uh, another person that's heavily influenced me as well was uh, Robert Tai, who did the Five Deadly Venoms. I worked with him under Bruno. And then I have my current mentor too, Chuck Jeffries, who's done Blade and all these other awesome, yeah. movies. So those are my four influences in the industry. Awesome. Ricky, how about you? Um, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, <laughs> so growing up, you know, I'm sure a lot of us watched um, the Chinese martial arts movies on Fox at noon on Saturday. So Three o'clock. That's what it started for me. <laughs> um, and then when I lived with my dad, I practically seen every Steven Seagal, Jean-Claude Van Damme, all the sorts of niggas. So I was like, grew up on action movies. Um, how I became a stuntman, I originally wanted to be an actor. And then, like I said earlier, my buddy asked me about it, and then that's like, oh, I want to do this. <laughs> um, what motivated me to get better was uh, the bigger guys in the industry, we get the, the, um, the stigma, we're too slow, we're not agile. So I made it my goal to be quick and to be, you know, make my kicks look good and you know, make them strong. And, you know, the rest is history. And like now my goal as a stunt performer is to work in a uh, a military movie to represent the guys that I served with. Nice. Uh, that's one of them. The other one, and I'm sure a lot of people here saw The Raid Part 2. Mm -hmm. um, that final fight scene in the kitchen <laughs> when it was all said and done, all I remember is the entire the entire theater erupting. So that's my main goal as a stunt performer, to, to give that to the audience, to give them that satisfaction and excitement in the action world. Cool. My story, my story is uh, a little similar to Ricky's. Uh, like, uh, growing up, Shaw Brothers, Saturday afternoon, my father used to, you know, he's the one that got me into that, and then I got into martial arts, and then The Last Dragon was kind of like the movie that got me wanting to do it, really. And then, you know, I grew up, I was an action junkie, so my dad always took me, I, my dad was the one who let me see the movies and stuff that I wasn't supposed to see. <laughs> so, like, Lethal Weapon, and, and, and you know, the, all those movies, Chuck Norris movies, stuff like that. So I just love that, and I wanted to do it. And I eventually, I, I was an action junkie, so I became a bounty hunter. I went to the military and had a, a lot of uh, little things going in there. But all my jobs have been more of a physical thing. And then uh, I decided I wanted to actually become an actor. And uh, I was doing background work on Show Gotham, and kind of hustled my way in. And I met this gentleman back there, Manny, 
I would say is one of my mentors in this in this business because he, he dropped a lot of knowledge on me when I came in and he was he was very blunt about it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that guy right there with the blue Seattle. Um, so once I got in and he basically just told me don't mess up, you know, and I that you know resonated with me and I, so I got to work with all these guys up here. We haven't worked together yet. But we've known each other for quite a while, yeah. but I, you know, be, working with them inspires me. You know, that, that's what makes me want to keep doing this. And stunts became more of a priority than acting to me. It's weird to the point where now I can kind of have the both going simultaneously. I can get hired for a role where I'm an actor doing his own stunts. So that's where I'm at. And eventually, I would like to, you know, continue to do that until my body says no. And then, you know, I'll just transition over to acting or whatever. I feel it sounds fair because I have time to think about my response. Um, We're starting to kill the next one, so. Good, 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 good. Balance it out. Um, but in, in all sincerity, I was actually thinking about it, and, and I do remember that, you know, through, through specifically when I was a kid, through my grandfather, I liked watching movies, and he would just try to dress me up like a little cowboy, and he would say like, hey, you should, you should be a movie star, and I'm like, well, maybe I should consider this, but you, you, you know, it's all daydream, you know, kind of shit. And it, go, it just kept on going with me, and I started doing my own thing when I was like in my teens, no expectations basically, but I really loved it. Obviously, all the influences that you guys have said, like Jackie Chan, uh, Stallone, all those action movies from the 80s. And I would watch them, I would be deeply inspired. And at some point I said, maybe I should, you know, try it. You, you never, I really didn't set up myself to do something in the future. But I thought that maybe if I could do, I, I'm from Puerto Rico, so I thought maybe if I do a movie locally, then after that I'll be like, okay, then I feel like I, I, I did something. Um, but that when I when I had the you know the opportunity to do it, then after that it became like oh my god then now I have to do it I want to do it again. So it kind of became like a never-ending thing from then on. See, and then after that I started meeting people and I started coming here, and from then it grew up into other things. Obviously Manny uh, received me here. He was the one that uh, introduced me to all of you guys, and um, thankfully you know I've also had I've, I've met people that said, you know, you, you have something, you're a good kid, so I'll, I'm just gonna introduce you to people because I think that you'll get along with them also. So, uh, I owe it to that, mostly. Yeah. All right, so hold on to that, because oh, we're yeah. starting with you. So, um, uh, stunts uh, obviously creates some dynamic action for all of us fans, um, gives us some of the highest highs in the movie. Uh, talk to me about uh, the stunt uh, industry itself. Um, Give me a high point uh, for you in the industry, and then maybe to, to balance it out, give me a point where you're like, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can say for a fact that I admire stunt performers, and I've come to terms into probably it is not something that is tailored for me. Not saying that I wouldn't do it. It's something that I think uh, it takes another type of grit and um, sometimes I miss it. <laughs> I'm type of like in the leaning on to the sensible side. Um, but, but you would say that, um, and, and I, I've done some stunts professionally. I've had the opportunity to do it, that's why I come to these conclusions, right? And uh, based on my experience, based on what I've been through. And um, I did remember being on a set where I got, I got hurt. I got, I got hurt. 
And it's something that you should be aware of. if you're doing stunts, you know, that's something that could happen. You know, it shouldn't happen, but it could happen. And um, my reaction, even though I thought it was natural, I got, I got hit with this, uh, it was like a, a gun, like a rifle. It wasn't this, um, what show was this? Uh, the Oath, I think it was. They were shooting it in Puerto Rico. I was playing a security guard uh, with, that had some acting, but I had, I had a neck injury and I didn't like it. And um, I was like, you know, if I do this, this is gonna take a lot of grit, meaning there's pain involved, and you could either, you know, muscle through it, if that's what you wanna do, or just put perspective on what for you, what, you know, what, what suits your shoes. So I try to be realistic with that. And um, I love doing stunts whenever I know, obviously, stuff like, oh, the camera's gonna be there, then I can project like this, this this way, then I can project like this. But when you're out of that control, it can get a little messy, especially if you don't have a, a lot of home skills that are good to go, see? And in my case, I would say that I know how to pretend it well. <laughs> but I am not the best martial artist, see? Yeah. So that's something that I already made peace with. And, I mean, in all fairness, I, I can do stunts, it's not that. Right. Um, but, um, but I would rather sometimes, you know, be more, like more conscious, or you could say, kind of could be a little bit of control, I don't want to use that word. Um, but I've also been in situations in which I know how to just let go. And uh, you have to be ready for that also. So it just depends on yeah. the situation. But that, that would be my two cents on stunts. <laughs> uh, for me, high point in my career in stunts, it's been recently, I could say, like the last year of work cool. uh, before the strike. So I got to work on uh, Walking Dead, Dead City with Kenny. <laughs> nice. uh, you know, we actually had, we had a scene together. You know? um, <laughs> And I got to work. I, I got to work with directors and, and do things that I've been wanting to do in his career. So, like, like I said, Walking Dead, uh, a couple of shows that just came out. As far as a low point, I haven't really had a low point in Come his on. career. No, <laughs> I, I, mean, I have not had one day where I'm like, you know, I don't think I want to do this. I've not. And I've broken my collarbone on his, on, on shows. I've been been freezing cold. <laughs> We've all worked, cold, you know, Danny, we worked in Gotham. We were in a dungeon, and I'm wearing a cut-off t-shirt. It's like three <laughs> five degrees down there, you know. And, and, and you can't shake because you gotta. You know, right? So maybe, maybe that might. You know, I don't know. But other than that, you know, the pain is a part of the job. You know, eventually, again, like Kenny said, if you do want to take. I had to do a scene where I had to get clotheslined in a hospital on personal interest and, and basically flat back one of the linoleum floor. Did it three times and they were like, all right, we're close up. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they want to do it again. And they do it seven, eight times and after a while you're like, all right. <laughs> you know, one of those has to be good, right? <laughs> but, yeah. you know, when you see what, you, what you've done, I need to get that check also, it, it <laughs> makes you feel better. You know? sure. and then, that's just it. I think, like I said, I've had, I have great times, but I've never really wanted to quit this. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, where do I begin? My first injury that happened on um, 
Mortal Kombat. When oh, Mortal punched me in the face. So it was a very basic, simple scene um, where you know, he kicks my leg, I fall down, and he punches me in the face. But this time, he really cracked me in the face, and I'm like. I know stunts is supposed to, I know it's painful, but is this supposed to happen? <laughs> but um, that didn't deter me. Uh, the one that did almost deter me, it's a, it's a basic fall. Every stunt performer knows how to do a basic front flip side fall. And I think about maybe the fifth or sixth one, I felt a really bad stinger go off my hip, and I'm like, I was like, ooh. It's like, he's like, Rick, you good to go? I'm like, no. <laughs> and it's like, I felt nothing but sharp pain shooting up and down my leg. My third injury was on, um, Law and Order, uh, the original. Um, did a flying tackle, no problem, landed, got up, did it again, and then walking back to the trailer to change, and I took off my boot, I'm like, hmm, that's a weird feeling. And I, I ripped my toenail off of my big toe, yeah. But ironically, I didn't feel it, is when it came off. Sure, sure, yeah, 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 so, But um, I haven't had any real, like, major low points or major injuries, thank God. And um, you know, I I love doing this. You know, yeah. I, like 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 David said, I love entertaining people and seeing a final result of what we do is the motivation to keep going. Of course, the check is really good, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's it's just fun to entertain people with my body. Because originally, like I said, I wanted to be an actor, and then I'm like, you know, stunts is better because I can really do this. I've always been an active, uh, physical person. Cool. I just want to keep going until they've said so. My body says, "Okay, take a break, buddy." <laughs> That's awesome. Um, my highlight, <clears throat> uh, my highlight, is more uh, the experience and the, the people that I've met. And those first people, Roberto and Marcos, were my first uh, introduction to stunts. And when I first trained with them and did some projects with them, it was a really great experience to learn about how they do these things because you've always seen this stuff in the movies and you never really think, oh, you know, it's like, it's easy. But at the moment that they showed me like the wire work, the choreography, the complexity, and like these guys all know the patience to put this stuff together, to work with people that you're familiar with and unfamiliar with, it's, it's a lot of work. But it's also fun because you get to learn about each other and you learn how to do this as a team. And the biggest high point for me was when they brought me to Ohio where I met Robert Ty with them. And because he's done stuff for the Shaw Brothers movies, he took me in right away because I spoke Chinese and he started telling me like, if you're going to learn under me, you have to stay by my side and you have to watch what I do. And I never asked for it and I was like, okay. And being East Taiwanese, Chinese, they have that, that kind of, you know, uh, way with you when you're also of the same uh, culture. And sure, yeah. He was hard on me, but I took it because I, I thought, this is great, you know, he's taking me and he's sharing his knowledge with me. And he showed me choreography, he showed me how he shot with the camera, how he edits, how he writes his notes, telling me how to make props for the entire team to enact these scenes. I remember translating so much of this stuff to Berto at the time and Marcos. I'm like, oh, I want a sword. So what I want you guys to do is, the sword is actually a belt. It doesn't look like a sword, but when he unclips the buck right here, you go, and then it's a sword. How do we do that? You know, <laughs> things like that. It, it was really, really insightful to see all this stuff and then to have him share 
I have an idea for a wire gag. I want 10 people on a wire that's rigged on this big structure overhead the forest. And everyone's going to do this, and we're all going to do this at the same time. And I just remember thinking, because it's my early career, I was like, how are you going to do that? That's so complex. So just, just that, that experience alone was a big highlight for me because I learned so much. It's something that I constantly look toward in, in standard for myself. Because every time I think, you know, if I'm not doing good enough, I have to think of that experience and think, I have to be, I have to think of that. Otherwise, you know, it's like, why do it? Sure. And the other mentor, Chuck Jeffries, he's also shared so much knowledge with me. He shared another side of, of, of film fighting and action and design for me where, you know, I have to rethink everything. So everybody that I've ever come in contact with has been such a great influence and such a great inspiration for me that that was a big highlight for me. And I don't know if people would think this is a highlight too. I mean, yeah, it, it's a low point, but I see as a high point is when I almost got killed on a Disney job. All right, that's kind of a low point for everything, I think. <laughs> no? Yeah, but I kind of took it and, and thought, you know, I was like, I'm gonna, if this happened to me, I woke up the next day and I thought, I was like, okay, I'm up. Wow. What, do I, what do I do now? You know, I was like, uh, my first thought, rather than worry about my condition, was like, I see everybody, my mother, my father, the producers, the director, the coordinator, they're like, you okay? They're like, yeah. And did we get the shot? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, what'd you think? I was like, I don't know, was like, if, if we didn't, do I have to do it again? And they're like, you think you can do it again? Yeah, it's like, try to get up from your bed. And I was lying in bed like this, and the moment I went, <clears throat> everything was in pain. And I broke eight ribs and, you know, ruptured my spleen. So they were like, yeah, you think you can get up and do the, the stunt again? I was like, oh man, I didn't know it was that bad. Wow. But I took a bad situation and turned it into something where I was like, I'm gonna be stronger and I'm gonna get back 100%. And I made it that my goal. Rather than look at it as a bad thing, you know, I knew it was like, this is my job. I, this is the first time something this bad happened to me. So I'm gonna make it work out and go back to normal. So, That's cool. yeah. I'm glad you're okay. Thank you. Uh, okay, so I would think I do spend a lot of time training in my car. I, I actually I have two stunt cars, and I spend a lot of time and a lot of money on training for driving. I love to drive. I've been driving since I was 14, even though my mom doesn't know that. Uh, I sneak the car That's into the city. <laughs> yeah, it's a little wild. But um, what's nice is that uh, more recently, coordinators, uh, most out of LA and Atlanta have been giving me bigger and bigger opportunities. And one of those opportunities was to, to finally drive on set. And not just drive, but I've done 180s, I've done flying 90s, I've come in hot, really, really hot, and, and just, you know, right to camera. So that's been a real highlight for me, is being trusted behind the wheel, because it's a machine and it's deadly. Um, I've, other, I've had some other highlights where, you know, I, I'm, I'm a strong swimmer and uh, the opportunity that I was given on Black Panther to find myself um, with some pretty strong breath holds 
um, in some pretty long scenes. I thought I was gonna die at one point. I thought, are they gonna, are they gonna call cut? But I managed, I made it. So those were some really amazing highlights for me. As far as low points go, I don't have any low points. Um, I, you know, I, I have to say that right now, I'm, I'm very grateful that I can say that everything right now is really positive and really amazing. Awesome. Uh, hold on to the mic, because I, I want, this one's for the ladies only, guys. Uh, so, how different is it uh, for the females in the industry as opposed to just the industry in general? Is it harder? Is it, is it tougher to get seen? Is it tougher to be integrated into um, the, the stunt community? Or, or tell me what the, the perspective is from your side. I actually, you know, it's kind of funny because I don't really think about being a female or a male. All I care about is, is training and making sure that I have the skill set to get myself hired. And I feel like the coordinators, as long as you can do the job and as long as you can prove that you can do the job, they don't care if you're a male or a female. Now that's my experience. Other females may have other experiences where like, oh, you know, they put a lot of guys in the ND spots, you know, they put a lot of the guys in there. And if you look at IMDb and you look at the shows, it's true, you, you, you will see a lot of males under the ND spots. But I do know a lot more women that are getting those spots now. And so I think if they just have that skill, continue to train, they're going to get the work. And that's how I feel. You know, right? Yeah, totally. Awesome. Uh, hold on to that, because yeah. I have one more question. Um, with uh, with the, the, the SAG after strike just ended, one of the issues there was uh, AI and the use of AI, uh, you know, for, for actors likenesses and all that. With the development of AI, with the development of um, animatronics and all that stuff, uh, I know uh, in um, Disney World uh, LA they have that cool robot that, that does the Spider Man drone. Um, do you guys worry about? that kind of thing taking over more and more of the stunt industry so that you guys don't get hurt or you know does does that come into your mind as you continue to further your careers yes uh, I won't mention any names of the productions I, I tend to keep names sure, and things sure. out of things but every time I think about this one particular situation that happens to me I actually get a little nauseous because I was called in for a job I was flown out for a job and I thought oh how cool I'm getting flown out for work this is amazing they gave me first class and then I got there and suddenly I found myself in a tube and there were tons of cameras and I was asked to make all kinds of facial expressions, act scared, act happy, laugh, be shy. I mean, it went on for two hours. And then suddenly it hit me, I'm only getting a day's pay for this. And I knew that my face, and I get the chills when I think about it right now, I know my face ended up on thousands of these animations that they made. And that's always gonna be hard for me to swallow. So I'm very, very proud of what the union has done to be able to stop that, to protect us, and for future generations. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I feel like we should protect our likenesses because there are some jobs where we've done mocap and some of the contracts that you sign basically ask you to sign away your likeness so that they can use it infinitely, but you don't get compensated. So yeah. that is something that I definitely am against, and I'm glad that, like everyone said, that we have something in place in our new contracts. Yeah, definitely. Um, originally in the beginning, before I found out what they were actually doing, I thought it might have been a good idea to add AI for certain uh, for certain things um, that 
we cannot physically do. Sure. But then when I found out what they were doing in the long run, they want to take your likeness, use it for the next 200 years, and like you or your descendants will never get paid. That's when I was like, yeah, that's not cool. And I'm glad that the union put a stop to that immediately, you know, once I got more knowledge of what was going on. Um, also, I want to piggyback on something about the ladies in the stunt industry. Truth be told, I think they're tougher than the men. The reason why I say that is because they wear less clothing sure, yeah. doing the same amount of stuff we do. And, yep, those three ladies right there. Like, I've seen them work. And they're right there, Cheryl. Yeah, with Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl, how you doing? Like, I, I've seen all of them work. And to hit the same concrete that I'm doing, but I'm, I got a jacket, I got a long sleeve, and they'll be wearing like a, a super tight shirt, super sure, tight yeah. pants. Is less padded for them, so I give them a lot of props for being able to take that type of punishment, you know, as much as we are. And high heels. And, and, and high heels, yes. <laughs> They're doing this in heels. Like, I don't know how y'all do that, but like, y'all deserve a lot of praise for doing what you do. <laughs> Going back to the AI, I, I agree with everything they say, so I really don't have much to add to that, except that I, I'm not too worried about it. Because, I mean, have you seen the, the video of Will Smith eating spaghetti? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's yeah. That's I, mean, I feel like, you know, I'm not too, too worried, but no, seriously, um, I'm glad that the union fixed that and piggybacking off the stunt thing with, with the ladies. Evan and I have worked together on the show, um, Show. Uh, oh my God! When you had to, when you were done with the lady, you had to dress in the heels on. You had to hit the floor when we shot. When I got shot and everything. That was for Brian Smythe. No, that no. was. Uh, oh my goodness! It was. It was a show. We did, we did a show together. Yeah. But also, like the women are badass. <laughs> Cheryl, I worked with her on the movie Proud Mary. Badass. Victoria, Amanda, all badass. So yeah. yes, the women are. They, they, they have to wear less. Like they have to. They have to blend and, and hide and, and you know so it's rougher for them so yeah 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 i've been reading a lot about ai <laughs> and um trying to make peace with the thing um i think that like at once we we had cashiers and then now you can you know pay for it on your own like industries sometimes change it's just a matter of how to balance it out you know i believe that ai was also created by us so in a way, it, how can the creator be obsolete? It, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so I don't think that that'll happen. Um, we'll just have to find a way to blend it in and uh, to understand this thing is too new. Uh, when things are new, they get out of proportion and uh, somehow later on they stabilize. So uh, hopefully it's a tool that we can use and nothing that is going to take away from us because at the very end we were the ones that created the thing. So, you know, you're not going to control me. If that happens, then we have a sci fi movie in real life, and then we'll just get a cameras out and we'll have a bunch of sci fi movies. <laughs> all right, hang on to that microphone. Uh, tell me, uh, all of you, please, uh, you got a dream budget, you got a dream project in your pocket. What are you, do what are you making? Oh, um, well, I'm doing a project called uh, The Land of the Brave Lord. It is really an action stunt project, leaning on, on this experiment of having a lot of cool backgrounds that are from Puerto Rico, having all this, you know, rainforest and, you know, these waterfalls and all, having that in the backdrop and other great sites that are just hidden in the, in the island. So I've been like scouting, just thinking like, hmm, this is a good, good place for a fight scene. Uh, this other place is a good place for another, for another fight. So it's been more like a passion project of mine. 
that I've been doing slowly. It kind of has been evolving slowly, but it, 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 it's taking um, push in the sense that it, it has been like reinvented over and over. Like I started uh, this premise, uh, this is one of the first short films I did back in 2009, something like that. So then after now, uh, with all you know the experience that I've gathered, I said, hey, I want to try to do it again, reinvent it. And um, try to make all the characters look unique and just trying to give some colors to it that actually fits the world. And with that, it became like, hey, uh, maybe I should at some point do a video game about this or do uh, <laughs> some comics about this or an action figure, which I happen to have some at my table there. So it's been like um, a discovery of this artistic thing that I wanted to do based on the experience that I gather from working with other filmmakers and the experience that I've had of working with other people. I'm always like, I try to be like, learning all the time, looking at stuff and, oh, I, I, I can use that in this way, I, I could do this in this other way. So um, I'm like that, <laughs> so it comes like natural, um, because I mean, it's like, a, it, it's something that I wanted, I, I, I do professionally, but it's been something that I've done since I was a teenager, so it's like, it's hard to shake off when there's an identity involved and you kind of identify yourself with something and you're like if I don't do this I, I immediately start like fading <laughs> so I have to keep doing it in order to feel like I'm still existing even <laughs> I was kind of like that um, but I, I have fun with it you know regardless if it's uh, if it's hard to go or when there's favor involved either or you know like Evan said it's all like you love it you do it and, and that's what it takes I guess you know what was the question? Dream budget, dream uh, project. Dream, uh, I mean, I have a few that I write as well, but I would say that my top one would be, uh, it, trying to, I can't really say what it is. You can say I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to steal my, I'll say it, it, it has, it's something to do with Neil Noor and taking one of the oldest stories in the Bible and modernizing it and cool. adding elements of horror and murder and, and things that would probably get me punched in the face. <laughs> Something yeah. you're used to anyway, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, I've got two dream projects. Um, obviously one of them is to military yeah. uh, movies. Yeah. Uh, for example, The Buffalo Soldiers. The Red Bull Express during World War II. Cool, yeah. Every movie out there, every time you see World War II, it's like they're omitting the 442nd Regiment, the whole Japanese um, battalion, the most decorated unit um, in World War II. And I feel like their stories need to be told. Um, that's definitely a dream project of mine. And another would be uh, something of the modern era when, when they've deployed, um, you know, just to show people, like, hey, look. We're not robots, you know, we have fun, we do stupid stuff. Um, a movie that captured that uh, recently is called The Outpost. Like, I used to watch them for the action, but now I watch it for the, the bonding that they get amongst the soldiers. Cool. And that's yeah. the most important thing, that's yeah. what we miss the most. Um, the other one is uh, a fight scene. Um, if those, if you guys remember that movie, They Live, or Roddy Piper. Yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. remember that, that, that part of my fight scenes? Yeah. Like, it's almost 40 years old and it still stands the test of time. It's like, it's, it's just two grown men duking it out. And it's like, you're always gonna remember those hits, you know, when he got 
backdrop onto the ground and then Keith Davis kneeing him in the nuts. It's like, <laughs> um, but yeah, those are my, my major goals as a stunt performer and hopefully one day they'll happen. Cool, very cool. My dream project. Mm. I probably would adapt uh, my comic idea into a animated series. Cool. Because uh, I love stuff like Lord of the Rings, uh, Last Airbender, Samurai stuff, and I want to blend all that into like an animated series. That's cool. And, and for anybody who doesn't know, you are a, a comic book artist. Yes, I also draw comics now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Avalon, how about Well, okay, so when I'm not doing stunts, I, my, my passion is helping rescue animals. I do a lot of work with animals uh, as a volunteer. And right now, I'm currently uh, in production of a film called Tales of a Scorpio Stinger, where I play a, a, a vigilante that goes after people that hurt animals. <laughs> cool. And we, and we actually are filming it all of ourselves, so you know, it takes time. If I had a budget, boy, I'd hire an amazing crew, because <laughs> we're kind of doing it all ourselves. But it's coming out pretty good, and I think I might see if I can submit it for next year's Urban Action. <laughs> Very, cool. Very cool. I think we're going to be wrapping up shortly. So um, give everybody here uh, your socials. Let them know where they can find you and find out more information about everything that you have going on. Oh, amazing. Thank you. I'd love to follow you back. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Evelyn Stunts and, uh, and the same, oh, Evelyn Vaccaro on, uh, on Facebook. I'd love to follow you back. Please hit me up. Let's have a chat. Very okay, cool. Thank you. Um, I only use uh, Instagram and it's not stunt related, but <laughs> it's all art. So it would be Kenny Wong, G-E-N-G-A, Genga Draws. Awesome. Uh, my, all my socials are my name, Ricky Barksdale, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, TikTok. On, on Instagram, uh, underscore David Chen, underscore Facebook, David Chen. Um, uh, everything I, sh I think should be on my website, swashbucklerstudio.com, swashbucklerstudio.com. And uh, my Instagram, if you guys, you know, want to talk to me personally or whatever would be the silent flute underscore underscore. So yeah, that, that's it. So all the directors, producers out there, here they are. There are your socials. Uh, get in touch with them and, and uh, make some magic. Jose Manuel, David Chen, Ricky Barksdale, Kenny Wong, Evelyn Picard, thank you so much for taking time outside. plan rocks the world. Shouting monks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fate of Lee Khan, now's in King Du's hands. With the fearless idea roaming over the land. Yeah, the little bitch soldier is old, otherwise, he wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to raise jars. Fight for the cars, then pass here, the pass. Not again, back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but more.
thoughts don't hit back Yeah, the death jewels here, Divi D's coming back The Tai Chi master, Jelly's even faster The child a little drink because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosamund Kwan is real fine, but see Maggie show your spine off Golden Swallow has arrived Shang-Chi movies, will the hero we survive? We've got the brave archer, make his way to the top Of the mountain, gonna fight, may as well pick the spot Yeah, the sky goes black, cause the vampire's back We've got Lam Jin Ying to kill them all, so stand back He plays the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah, Wing Chun Shaolin and Mantis style Yeah, defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Welcome to the tea house, belly for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claw. See it's a game of death yo, you're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun assassin slashing blood just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got Irma just in yellow but she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms, that's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor and the blood It'll splatter against the walls, no fear at all To kill them all, there's always blood spilled When you head into a war, fearless Unleash the fist of legend that the car gently I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumbling the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war, to smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine